The second episode of season nine is here, and we have a rock star entrepreneur from Seattle, Washington, joining us this week. She wears many hats, and she will teach you how to do so, too. Welcome back to That Entrepreneur Show. I'm your host, Vincent A. Lancey. Each week on this platform, I interview a different entrepreneur from around the country and across the globe. Whether you are looking to start or scale your business, this is the show for you. As I get ready to bring this guest on, I would like to first give recognition and thanks to someone who reviewed the show. And if you do leave a review, I'll be sure to give you recognition over the air. With the username Squid, they shared, gain new perspective from all different sets of entrepreneurs from all different industries who have great stories to tell. And I really appreciate that because that is what I try to do on this platform, because not only is this week's guest an author and podcast host, but also the CEO and founder of Communication Rebel, where she helps change-making business owners, enterers, and speakers become thought leaders by taking a stand with their three-word rebellion. This is what she stands for. So you might be asking, what is a three-word rebellion? It is a big idea and the big changes that your business actually sells. Get ready to level up the way you think and grow with Michelle Mazur. Michelle, thank you so much for joining the show. Thank you so much for having me, Vincent. I am thrilled to be here and I can't wait to dive into this conversation. Me too. Would you mind giving our listeners a preview of your story, a little intro about who you are before we dive into the entrepreneurial side? Yes. Absolutely. So I own a business called Communication Rebel, where we create three-word rebellions, which is all about creating a message for your audience that makes them think and makes them curious and want to know more while positioning you as that go-to person in their brain. And this messaging really helps you grow your audience, grow your business, create more clients faster than before because to me messaging is everything in a business like after you have an uh, an offer that you're selling your message and what you say is how you get people to buy in it's how you get people to follow you or to join your email list and we don't spend enough time sometimes thinking about what is our message and what do i want to say in my marketing and my copy I resonate with that so much because over the seven years of entrepreneurship, my message is everything. And I'm not going to lie. I am not the best at it, but I've improved over the seven years. And now I've gotten a little more retention. I was able to get someone like you on the show, which I'm grateful for reaching out, networking, and now really targeting the message I want in four lines, maybe five a post. I used to write three paragraphs and I realized why would someone read this? They're going to go right past it. <laughs> yeah, no one's going to read that much. Yeah, as, it's as yeah, much as I want to. succinct. <laughs> so I, it was something you live and learn. And now I've been seeing some results. But I'd like to backtrack with you a little, Michelle. There mm-hmm. are many reasons and situations that lead individuals into entrepreneurship. Please describe what led you to start your journey. 
Well, I am psychologically unemployable, which I think is a reason a lot of entrepreneurs start their journey. So I'm, I have a PhD in communication, so I am an academic. I was a professor at the University of Hawaii for five years after getting my PhD. And A, I didn't love living on an island in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. Mm -hmm. um, it's very isolating. It's beautiful great place to visit. It's a hard place to live. And when I decided I didn't want to be a professor because I didn't love the politics of it, I was like, okay, great. I'm going to go get a job. I'm going to go to corporate America. I can do, I'm a great researcher. I will do market research, which is exactly what I ended up doing. And I am really grateful for the time I spent in corporate because I learned so much about business. I was working with companies like Microsoft and Burt's Bees and General Mills, like yep. doing some interesting market research studies. But man, it wasn't my passion. And one day, you know, a friend of mine asked me, he's like, Michelle, do you love market research? And I'm like, does anybody really love market research? Like, come on. And he, and he just said, you know, you have so much knowledge about communication and speaking and what persuades people that it's a shame that more people don't know about it. He's like, you need to do something with that. And so I ended up creating a blog, which was terrible at the beginning because I'm an academic, like Ambien had nothing on my blog posts. <laughs> like they were, they were truly awful and boring until one day I found my voice and got super ranty with it. I was watching this speech at an event and the woman went on stage and the first thing she do she did was she asked everybody to stand up and so everyone in the audience stands up and then she goes now clap so we're all clapping and i'm like what are we doing and she says you have given me a standing ovation and now i must earn it and i felt manipulated like it was just gross and so I spent her entire speech outlining this blog post about how not to be a motivational speaker, which scared me to publish. But then I published it and that led to my first client. This like really ranty Love blog it. post truly in my voice was the thing that made somebody say, hey, I'd like to work with you. And I'm like, oh, interesting. <laughs> So yeah, that's a little bit about my journey. Like I'm psychologically unemployable, so I better do my own thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, many amazing lessons in there. Being yourself, being herself, got her her first client, which now she's several years into her own business. She mentioned following her passion. I got a good laugh when you said, um, started out as an academic on a blog post, a little boring, but <laughs> <laughs> well, since you left that corporate job, you were on your own, starting with this blog post. What are two of the hardest parts for you of being as an entrepreneur? Mm, I think one of the biggest realizations I had early on was like, wow, I got my first client. Now what? Mm. <laughs> right. Um, like figuring out how to consistently show up and market and sell in my business was like, I think it's a big lesson all entrepreneurs need to learn because a lot of us 
do what we do because we love we're passionate about it. We love it. Like I love words. I love creating messages. Most people aren't like, yeah, I really love the day-to-day aspect of running a business, like marketing and selling and lead gen and all of that. So for me, understanding like that process, that was a big challenge. And I think another thing that I'm still learning is always to be evolving what you're doing. Um, One of the challenges I'm facing currently is like, I'm like, I noticed that my services take a lot of personal energy for me to deliver, which is fine. I love what I do, but it's almost a little too draining. So Mm -hmm. now it's like I'm troubleshooting and asking like, what needs to evolve, which is always a scary question to ask because you have something that works and works well, but it's not working for you. And so figuring out like, how can, how can your business model work well for you and your clients is definitely a difficult part too. Definitely evolving as an entrepreneur is a constant process. And I find that I want to be strict on my destination, but how I get there, I got to evolve a little bit because things are always changing, especially now in this time with COVID, our clients are more in the house. We're more in the house, but we're making the most of it, right? (laughs) Yep. Yep. Oh yes. I feel like all I do is talk to people on zoom. It's very weird to talk to someone in person these days. Yeah. Yesterday I had six Zooms to start my week as we record this. And, you know, when your eyes just start, it's like, I feel like I'm writing on my computer because I'm staring at the screen so long. (laughs) But, But looking back over your career in entrepreneurship, what is your greatest failure or lesson learned? Mm, I would say giving up too soon on my creations. Okay, let's talk like, about that. Yeah, well, because I think, you know, we are sold this vision, especially in online business that, you know, you launch mm-hmm. something and then you're super successful and then you just keep relaunching it and you'll make the same amount of money or more every single time. And that's a bit of a lie or an overstatement or something's going on with that idea. But I think it gets planted in our heads. And so for me, I would create what were really great programs. And like the first launch would be like moderately successful, like, oh, yeah, I can build on this. Mm -hmm. But then the second launch wouldn't go as well. And then I would just end up giving up like, oh, well, it must be the what I'm selling. It must be the offer when usually it's not the offer. It's just your audience might not be big enough yet or you haven't figured out a way to talk about it that makes people really excited where they really resonate. And that takes time and experimentation. So I know I have like cut and run on multiple offers in my nine years of business (laughs) when I wish I would have just stuck with them a little bit longer and put more time into figuring out how to talk about them and develop them and, you know, develop the audience to support the offers as well. Patience is an acquired skill I find in entrepreneurship. It's just something that you want it to happen right overnight, but overnight success is really the 10 years in the making, which I love about this show because you hear about all the stories that went on behind the scenes and we're learning all about Michelle's today. If you could choose to have a conversation, Michelle, and learn from any entrepreneur, 
dead or alive, who would you learn from? And I'm excited for this because you are an academic, so you'd have good questions. Who are you picking? <laughs> yeah, so I would pick somebody just as brainy as me, like Simon Sinek. I think his business Great model choice. is super interesting because he's really the thought leader, the thought driver of his business. He spends a lot of time researching and writing. And when he's like promoting a new book, he's out there speaking, but then he yep. has his company delivering like start with why talks or start with why trainings. And he's not in charge of that. So mm. he can actually do that thought work, that creative work. So I love it how he's like the face of his company, yet he's not doing a lot of the outwardly facing stuff so he can protect his time to research. So I would really want to kind of dig into how he did that and how he trained his people and how he found them and how he started to trust them to go and deliver his most important work. He's got an incredible system in place. He's got great systems, apparently. Shout out right now to one of the earlier guests on the show, David Jennings. He's got books on systems. He lives in Australia. Be sure to check him out if that's something that interests you. I was going to ask you what's your first question for Cynic, but take it a step further here, Michelle. Where is the location for this meet? Ooh, so there is a restaurant in Seattle called Canalis. And honestly, I could walk there from my house. It's not very far away, but it's one of the best restaurants in the United States. It overlooks South Lake Union. And on a clear day, you can see Mount Rainier in the background. That's and awesome. it's, you know, it's a fine dining. Like you got to wear a suit coat, got to dress up. But the food is, well, all I've ever had there is like a cheeseburger because they, during COVID, they did these like cheeseburger drive throughs and the burger was amazing. But yeah, I really want, <laughs> want to eat there. And so I would take Simon Sinek there. We'll have to make sure to tag Simon in this episode and make it happen. We'll look into the future though now, Michelle. Let's do short-term and long-term. What are your short-term girls for all of your entrepreneurial endeavors? Mm, so short-term, term, and I, this might bleed into long term, short term for me is really getting the word about the three word rebellion messaging framework out there. There's not very many messaging frameworks. And this one is really a great alternative mm -hmm. to like, you know, Donald Miller's building a story brand, okay. because it's more for people who are doing something really different in their industry, they're innovating, they have a lot of tools in their toolbox. And so just like a, like a normal message isn't going Going to really help them set them apart. So focusing on the book and also evolving the way that I'm currently working with clients on that so that it is more sustainable energy wise. So that's something short term that I am focused on for sure. I'm looking forward to getting you on writing with authors, my YouTube show. We're going to help spread that message because what she stands for, all the work she's put into her brand over the years has a ton of value in there. So stay tuned till the end of the episode where we share her contact info and how to grab her book. Now let's look long-term, Michelle. Yeah, a long-term, I mean, honestly, I kind of want to be a, like Simon Sinek. Like, cause I'm, okay, yes. I, yeah, like I'm an academic, I'm a researcher. And one of my big research questions right now, and I explore this on my own podcast is like, when somebody comes up with like a breakthrough idea with like a start with why, or in my case, like a three word rebellion, which is a really mm -hmm. unique, never been for, never thought about it before kind of idea. 
what does that look like? Like, where were they? What was happening in their life? What was happening before they came up with this idea that kind of brought this idea about? And then how did they go through that part of developing it? So I see myself, yes, still doing messaging and communication and helping people with that because that is my mission is to help good entrepreneurs get their work out into the world and spread their message. But also, like this research question is just so fascinating to me that I could see myself writing a book on how we create these breakthrough ideas. We both love to help other people. I think that's why one of the reasons we get along and we are going to see all this success unravel. And now I'm going to have your take on the spotlight story, Michelle. Yes. Each week, I share an entrepreneurial journey to inspire our listeners, and I can't wait to hear your take on it. We have a talented female entrepreneur on the show this week, so I'm going to introduce the story of another in Stephanie Eltz. The co-founder of Doctify, it's a healthcare platform designed to take the guesswork out of finding doctors and booking appointments. I thought this was a timely choice because of the time we're in with COVID and everyone at the doctor's. Ellis is also a practicing orthopedic surgeon. So with that being said, when searching for a doctor to remove her cancerous mole, she soon felt the same frustrations that we, the patients, feel. She had to ask herself these questions. How do you schedule an appointment quickly? Which doctors are the best? What do other patients say about the office? All these thoughts led to her creating Doctify, a uniquely connects patients with a network of specialists for variety practices along with red reviews. It was her mission to give patients the ability to take control of their healthcare choices. Her passion for medicine and dedication to serving patients is one of the reasons she's one of the most famous female entrepreneurs in the UK. Michelle, what do you take away most from her entrepreneurial journey? What I loved, especially since she is a doctor herself, and so she has this expert view of what it's like to be a doctor, but as soon as she was put in the position of her patients, she uh, immediately quickly yeah, immediately identified all the problems that they face when booking and finding a doctor and a doctor that who can serve you and help you the best. So I love how keyed in she was into her patient's experience and seeing that problem and being like, okay, what is the best way to solve this? Because this sucks <laughs> and it shouldn't be this way. So how can I create ate something that makes this experience easier. And really, that's how a lot of basic ideas get started and how a lot of companies get started. Like, how can I make this terrible, sucky thing easier for the people that I'm serving? That is one of the reasons I enjoyed most about your episode today. Taking chances by being yourself. You're saying it in this story. You did it with your own journey. So, so impressive. You talked passion this episode. We talked evolving this analysis to the spotlight story. Truly valuable episode, Michelle. Thank you so much. And now I'm going to ask you for your last word. I also do this on my other show because I want the guests to really have the opportunity to get to know each of my guests. What can you share with our listeners? Ooh, the last word. I would say for business owners, just 
taking the time to figure out your voice and your message and how that message serves other people is such a foundational piece of your business. Because like once you can explain what you do, it moves you beyond just like your title of being like a business coach or an author, but really focused on what the change you want to create for your clients and customers is. And I think that's one of the most powerful things we can do. And it also instills a heck of a lot of confidence in us to show up every single day. Truly inspirational last word. If you enjoyed that last word, pay attention because now she's going to share how to get in touch with her social media, the website, how to buy a copy of her book. Yeah, so the best place to reach me is Instagram. I'm at Dr. Michelle Mazer. And if you wanted to slide into my DMs and tell me what you took away from today's show, I would love it. And you can buy the Three Word Rebellion book on Amazon, Book Depository, and Barnes and Noble. Or if you can just go to 3wrbook.com and that will take it all the places. And finally, if you're like, mm, I'm not too sure about this Three Word Rebellion thing, you can always get a taster of what it's like by going to threewordrebellion.com and downloading a sample of that process. You heard that. You should definitely take advantage of that. Check her out on social media. She's most active on Instagram and it's also social media time for us. We're at That Entrepreneur Show on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. And on Twitter, we're at Podcasts by Lancey to get updates from all of my shows. Of course, my handles are at Vincent A. Lancey for all social media and YouTube. And my website is vincentalancey.com. If you check out my books, DM me. I would love to hear what you think. We have Mr. Lancey Talks Mental Health, Left for Dead, A Story of Redemption, and How to Transform Your Mindset When the Norm is Changed, all are on my website or Amazon now. And as always, we're going to end with a quote that inspired me. And this one is from today's Spotlight Entrepreneur, Stephanie Eltz. When asked about what made her start her company, she said, I was trying to find a doctor when I had an urgent medical need. I thought one of my moles might be cancerous, so I wanted to see a doctor as soon as possible on my day off work. I soon grew frustrated at searching on Google and word of mouth can only get you so far. What I needed was a doctor at a certain time on a certain day and no service could provide me with that level of access. And the reason I reiterated that in its entire quote was because I certainly can resonate to that exact experience and know you can too. So don't be afraid to be the change that you need. Thanks for listening. And I'll see you all on the next episode of That Entrepreneur Show. 